Section six of the Gloved Hand by Bertany e. Stevenson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Chapter six. The Scream in the Night. For some moments I stood staring up into the darkness, half expecting that shadowy figure to reappear, descend the ladder, and rejoin me. Then I shook myself together the fact that our plot was really moving that swain was in the enemy's country so to speak gave the affair a finality which it had lacked before it was too late now to hesitate or turn back we must press forward i felt as though after a long period of uncertainty war had been declared and the advance definitely begun so it was with a certain sense of relief that i turned away and walked slowly back to the house and sat down again upon the porch to wait now waiting is seldom a pleasant or an easy thing and i found it that night most unpleasant and uneasy for before long doubts began to crowd upon me doubts of the wisdom of the course i had subscribed to it would have been wiser i told myself if it had been i and not swain who had gone to the rendezvous wiser still perhaps to have sought an interview openly and to have made sure of the facts before seeming to encourage what might easily prove to be a girl's more or less romantic illusions a midnight interview savoured too much of melodrama to appeal to a middle-aged lawyer like myself however great its appeal might be to youthful lovers at any rate i would be certain that the need was very great before i consented to meddle further somewhat comforted by this resolution and by the thought that no real harm had as yet been done i struck a match and looked at my watch it was half-past eleven well whatever the story was swain was hearing it now and i should hear it before long and then i caught the hum of an approaching car and was momentarily blinded by the glare of acetylene lamps hello lester called godfrey's voice i'll be back in a minute and he ran the car on toward the rear of the house i stood up with a gasp of thankfulness here was someone to confide in and advise with the stretch of lonely waiting was at an end it had been a trying evening i think the warmth of my greeting surprised godfrey for he looked at me curiously sit down godfrey i said i've got something to tell you what discoveries already he laughed but he drew a chair close to me and sat down well what are they i began at the beginning and related the day's adventures he listened without comment but i could see how his interest grew so young swain is over in those grounds now he said thoughtfully when i had finished yes he's been there three-quarters of an hour why do you suppose miss vaughan named so late an hour i don't know perhaps because she was afraid of being discovered earlier than that or perhaps merely because she's just a romantic girl godfrey sat with his head bent in thought for a moment i have it he said at eleven-thirty every night her father and the adept go up to the roof to remain there till midnight that is the one time of the whole day when she is absolutely sure to be alone come along lester he was on his feet now and his voice was quivering with excitement where are you going i asked up the ladder it's nearly twelve if the star falls as usual we'll know that everything is all right if it doesn't he did not finish but hurried away among the trees in a moment we were at the ladder in another moment we were high among the leaves straining our eyes through the darkness i'm going to look at my watch said godfrey in a low voice lean back and screen me i heard the flash of the match and saw a little glare of light against the nearest leaves then godfrey's voice spoke again 
it's three minutes of twelve he said there was a tension in his voice which sent a shiver through me though i understood but dimly what it was he feared the stars were shining brightly and once i fancied that i saw the strange star appear among them but when i closed my eyes for an instant and looked again it was gone slow minute followed minute and the hand with which i clutched the ladder began to tremble the sight of that mysterious light had shaken me the night before but not half so deeply as its absence shook me now at last the suspense grew unendurable it must be long past midnight i whispered it is agreed godfrey gravely we may as well go down he paused an instant longer to stare out into the darkness then descended quickly i followed and found him waiting a dark shadow he put his hand on my arm and stood a moment as though in indecision for myself i felt as though an intolerable burden had been laid upon my shoulders well i asked at last what now we must see if swain has returned he answered if he has all right if he hasn't we'll have to go and look for him what is it you fear godfrey i demanded do you think swain's in danger i don't know what i fear but there's something wrong over there this is the first night for a week that that light hasn't appeared still i pointed out that may have nothing to do with swain no but it's a coincidence that he should be in the grounds and i'm always afraid of coincidences let us see if he is back and he turned toward the house but i held his arm if he's back i said he'll have taken the ladders down from the wall that's true and together we made our way forward among the trees then we reached the wall and there was the dim white line of the ladder leaning against it without a word godfrey mounted it stood an instant at the top and then came down again the other ladder is still there he said and took off his cap and rubbed his head perplexedly i could not see his face but i could guess how tense it was i had been with him in many trying situations but only once before had i seen him use that gesture it won't do to alarm the house he said at last do you know where he was to meet miss vaughan at an arbor in one corner of the grounds i answered then we'll start from there and take a quiet look for him wait here for me a minute he melted into the darkness and i stood holding on to the ladder as though in danger of falling and staring at the top of the wall where i had last seen swain an hour and a half had passed since then a touch on the arm brought me around with a start here put this pistol in your pocket said godfrey's voice and i felt the weapon pressed into my hand and here's an electric torch do you feel the button yes i said and pressed it a ray of light shot toward the wall but i released the button instantly you'd better keep it in your hand he added ready for action no telling what we'll run across and now come ahead he put his foot on the ladder but i stopped him look here godfrey i said do you realize that what we're about to do is pretty serious swain might have a legal excuse since the daughter of the house invited him to the meeting but if we go over the wall we're trespassers pure and simple anybody who runs across us in the darkness has the right to shoot us down without asking any questions and we'd have no legal right to shoot back i could hear godfrey chuckling and i felt my cheeks redden you remind me of tartarin he said the adventure tartarin urging you on the lawyer tartarin holding you back my advice is to shake the lawyer lester he's out of his element here to-night but if he's too strong for you why stay here and he started up the ladder burning with vexation i started after him but suddenly he stopped listen he whispered i heard something rattle against the other side of the wall 
then a dark figure appeared on the coping i felt godfrey press me back and descended cautiously a moment later something slid down the wall and i knew that the person at the top had lifted the other ladder over then the figure descended and then a distorted face stared into the circle of godfrey's torch for a breath i did not recognize it then i saw that it was swain's i shall never forget the shock it gave me with its starting eyes and working mouth and smear of blood across the forehead godfrey i knew was also startled for the light flashed out for an instant and then flashed on again what is it swain i cried and seized him by the arm but he shook me off roughly stand back he cried hoarsely who is it what do you want it's lester i said and godfrey flashed his torch into my face then back to swain's but you're not alone no this is mr godfrey mr godfrey whose house we're staying at i explained ah said swain and put one hand to his head and leaned heavily against the ladder i think we'd better go to the house godfrey suggested soothingly we all need a bracer then we can talk don't you think so mr swain swain nodded vacantly but i could see that he had not understood his face was still working and he seemed to be in pain i want to wash he said thickly i cut my wrist on that damned glass and i'm blood all over and my head's wrong somehow his voice trailed off into an unintelligible mumble but he held one hand up into the circle of light and i saw that his cuff was soaked with blood and his hand streaked with it come along then said godfrey peremptorily you're right that cut must be attended to and he started toward the house wait swain called after him with unexpected vigour we must take down the ladders we mustn't leave them here why not if they're found they'll suspect they'll know he stopped stammering and again his voice trailed away into a mumble as though beyond his control godfrey looked at him for a moment and i could guess at the surprise and suspicion in his eyes i myself was ill at ease for there was something in swain's face a sort of vacant horror and dumb shrinking that filled me with a vague repulsion and then to see his jaw working as he tried to form articulate words and could not sent a shiver over my scalp very well godfrey agreed at last we'll take the ladders since you think it's so important you take that one lester and i'll take this i stooped to raise the ladder to my shoulder when suddenly cutting the darkness like a knife came a scream so piercing so vibrant with fear that i stood there crouching every muscle rigid again the scream came more poignant more terrible wrung from a woman's throat by the last extremity of horror and then a silence sickening and awful what was happening in that silence i stood erect gaping suffocated rising as from a long submersion godfrey's finger had slipped from the button of his torch and we were in darkness but suddenly a dim figure hurled itself past us up the ladder with a low cry godfrey snatched at it but his hand clutched only the empty air the next instant the figure poised itself on the coping of the wall and then plunged forward out of sight i heard the crash of breaking branches a scramble a patter of feet and all was still it's swain said godfrey hoarsely and that's a twelve-foot drop why the man's mad hand me that ladder lester he added for he was already at the top of the wall i lifted it as i had done once before that night and saw godfrey slide it over the wall come on he said we must save him if we can and he too disappeared the next instant i was scrambling desperately after him the lawyer tartarin had vanished End of chapter 6 Read by Don W. Jenkins Rancho San Diego, California Shaggybark.blogspot.com